So far on Culture Scuba, we've explored some fun and more lighthearted elements of modern pop culture. However, there's more to the ocean than calm and shallow waters. Today, we're going to delve into a more serious topic, one that has only become more relevant over time, that of parasocial interaction. We'll cover firstly what parasocial interaction is, then why it's important, and finally, what we can do to navigate an environment increasingly ridden with it. What is parasocial interaction? This refers to the formation of a relationship characterized by one-sidedness, often between a public figure and members of their audience. This relationship is developed by communication through media in a way that simulates the intimacy developed between friends. With increased exposure to a public figure, be it through film, music, streaming, etc., the audience gains a sense of familiarity with them. However, this familiarity is not reciprocated as the public figure doesn't develop any familiarity with members of their audiences in the same way. So while a celebrity or influencer may have no idea who's watching them, each of their millions of fans may feel like that person's a friend to them. While these relationships are by no means a new thing, they were first formally studied over half a century ago. They're increasing in number nowadays due to the internet and social media. And due to the same reasons, they're also increasing in risk. The main problem with parasocial interaction is that the relationships it builds are one-sided. That the closeness audience members get to feel with a public figure isn't reciprocated. The experience of this kind of closeness may feel like the experience of real-life friendship, but the two things can never be equal due to this essential difference. The second and supplementary problem is that the combination of social media and lockdowns due to the pandemic have created an environment where people are by and large socially starved. Much like how a starving person may eat spoiled food if it means they can satiate their hunger for just another minute, socially starved people may indulge in parasocial interactions, believing them to be sufficient replacements for the socialization they've been deprived of. When you can't leave your home to see your friends, logging onto Twitter to hear what's on the minds of your favorite celebrities will have to do. This leads me to mention a third, more insidious problem. The desperation felt by many to seek social gratification from public figures leaves them vulnerable to the power imbalance between the two parties. Within the past year alone, I can name three major influencer scandals that have made the news, ones where influencers were caught abusing their power and taking advantage of the parasocial relationships their fans had formed with them. Shane Dawson, Gabby DiMartino, and James Charles. Not going to go into too much detail, especially since these are all cases involving minors, but the alleged situation with each of these figures is that they have abused their power by manipulating fans, concerning matters not safe for work. And that's just within the last calendar year. Again, in the current environment of social deprivation, people are especially vulnerable to the risks associated with parasocial interactions. So what can we do about this? A 
seemingly obvious response is just get off the internet. But I can say with certainty that most people, especially since we're still all locked up and distanced, will still be turning to the internet for most things in their lives. So what can we do to healthfully navigate this environment ridden with parasocial interactions? My proposed solution is two-pronged, but at its core, it's about focusing on community. Okay, first prong, adjust your focus when socializing online. Instead of pursuing that one streamer you like, for example, join a community board or chat. The public figure can act as a common interest upon which you can build real friendships with everyday people. I use the example of a streamer because that's how I found the online communities that I'm a part of. Instead of chasing down that streamer in live stream chats, or mailing them things, or constantly tagging them in my social media posts the way I've seen other people do, I've kept my focus on the everyday people I found around me. I joined Discord servers, community boards, and so on, and from there I've met really great people, and have even taken some of those friendships offline. I still get to enjoy my favorite streamers, and I get to enjoy their content, but the boundary between parasocial interaction with them and real social interaction with other community members has prevented me from feeling too attached to people I know don't know me. And my second prong, focus most of your social energy on those with whom you already know and can interact with in person, meaning spend quality time with your bubble. Don't exactly have a bubble? Still focus on spending time with people you have a reciprocal relationship with. Call your friends, text your relatives. These are the fresh fruits and veggies of your relationships, so they won't just appear to satiate your social hunger, but keep you replenished over time. You'll be much less vulnerable to or dependent on parasocial interaction if you fill your social hunger with real social interactions. Parasocial interaction is a phenomenon that's here to stay, and it really is like junk food. While it's fun and makes you feel good in the short term, in the long term, it doesn't truly satisfy social hunger. Critical and thoughtful engagement with a focus on maintaining a sense of community around you is like healthy fruits and veggies, maybe a little less exciting, but certainly healthier and more fulfilling, especially in difficult times like these. Thank you so much for joining me today on the third episode of Culture Scuba. Stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon to wherever you listen to podcasts.